This is the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup presented to you by High Five Tom and in conjunction with VFTR 2.0, all part of the amazing family of... Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. What up, High Fivers? What up, High Flyers? This is your boy, High Five Tom. And the August sun is scorching here through the Midwest, but it doesn't hold a candle to the hot fire action here in the Midwest wrestling scene. And yep, your boy, High Five Tom, is here to tell you all about it. So this week, I'm going to have the normal promos like I usually do, but I'm throwing a little extra bonus material. You know, I've been referencing a lot lately that there's some uh, extra Insane 8 coverage coming up. And this week, we will get the normal promos uh, that we do every week. We've got some great shows coming up, especially with AEW's, or excuse me, AEW um, being in Chicago uh, for All Out Weekend. Obviously, there's a lot of ancillary shows with that. However, you know, uh, this week, I did have uh, three special guests, uh, two you're very familiar with. If you do listen to the Ring of Honor Revelry, um, I did have my good friend, the Irish Misfit, uh, Brundon on. I know Brundon was not at the Insane 8, but uh, Brundon is a wealth of knowledge on Deathmatch Wrestling. Um, and it was a chance to watch it on the stream uh, so he's representing the East Coast uh, but obviously I've got my monthly guest uh, for the inc- or, uh, for ICW, uh, Ref Jerry uh, come and talk about the show, giving a great perspective, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff and, and things like that uh, but just getting his great perspective because obviously he is a big part of the show and then obviously my uh, newcomer to the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup and uh, the Marketing with High Five Tom podcast in general, uh, my good friend, somebody I've met at ICW, my good friend Bucky. Uh, Bucky's been with a um, ICW since day one. Uh, pretty much a deathmatch, you know, savant, I would say, uh, for sure. So it was great to have those. So make sure you stay tuned after uh, the, the promos here uh, for that great conversation I had with those three. And then uh, you can learn some information on where you can buy uh, the Insane 8 if you're unable to show up. Uh, but the first show we've got here is AAW. Obviously, besides ISW Milwaukee, AAW is definitely one of my favorite. Well, actually, is my favorite. Uh, so I will actually be in the attendance for this show. It's been too long. Uh, but this show is the Art of War. A uh, huge card coming from Danny, uh, Trent, and the boys. Uh, first, we've got Hardenbauer versus Gnarls Garvin. We've got Taylor Rising versus Heather Requis, uh, Silas Young versus Thrill Billy Silas Mason, in an AAW Tag Team Championship grudge match. We've got Russ Jones and Schaff versus Run Jones and Xavier Walker. If you remember what happened last month, these two battled to a double countout. And then uh, for the AAW Heavyweight Championship, the big fucking belt, the champion Jake something takes on Davey Vega with Johnny Bravo, Hartenbauer, and Sean Logan in his corner. Also, AAW Women's Championship match when High Five Tom Fierovich Sierra gets her shot against the returning Masha Slamovich. And then in the main event for a feud that's been boiling on for months, the no-rope barbed wire match between Robert Anthony and Mance Warner. Uh, some tickets still available, so hit up AAW Pro in the notes below. But if you can't make it live, if you're subscribed to High Spots TV, you can tune in live. And also, Freelance is running Thursday, August 30, show, 31st with their show Before the Fall, going down at the Emporium at the Logan Square in Chicago, Illinois. Stack card featuring Storm Grayson, Bang and Matthews, Coda Hernandez, and a main event of Jordan Oliver versus the Freelance champion, 
Brian Keith. Stay tuned for more news on Brian Keith on this next show. Because uh, next we've got Legacy Pro Wrestling going down September Friday, September 1st, and September 2nd. Coming back with two huge shows of hot action as the Showcase of Champions 8 going down at the Buena Vista Blanket Hall in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Not only are WWE legends Rikishi and Chavo Guerrero, who our cat Chico is named after, by the way, uh, but between the two nights they have on the card, TW3, Sierra, Reedus Atlas, Ghetto Gear Solid, Myron Reed, and the freelance champ that I just mentioned, if he's still champ, Brian Keith. Hit up Legacy on the Facebook machine for tickets. Alliance Pro is Wrestling is running Friday, September 1st at the 29 Pines Conference Center in Lounge in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. On the card, we've got Valhalla Rising, Coda Jacobs, TW3, The Wanderer, AC Riley, Aaron Arsenal, and Buns of Steel, Jay Fowler. This is a fundraiser for the Carrot Closet in Eau Claire, so check out their Facebook page for donation details. Next, we have Independence Pro Wrestling is running their show Redemption at the Patterson Ice Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan on Saturday, Saturday, September 2nd. On the card, we've got Josh Raymond, Derek Wolf, and future guest, the Apex athlete, C.J. Cole. Midwest Championship Wrestling is also running Saturday, September 2nd with their show Skydive Slambury at the Skydive Chicago in Ottawa, Illinois. On the card, we have Miss Larkin, Ralph Alcantaro, Aaron Payne, and many, many more. Then last but never least, we've got Time Bomb Pro Wrestling with their show Bloodshed Rain with four no-ring matches. This is going down September 2nd at the Eagles 34 Event Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. On the card, we've got Brandon Gore, Darren Corbin, High Five Tom favorite Ricky, Ricky Noreen, and future guest, and someone we'll be talking a lot about a little bit later on this episode, the 2023 Insane 8 winner, Dr. Redacted. This will sell out, so get your tickets ahead of time. Plus, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, this is Labor Day weekend, and that's basically all out weekend, so AEW will be having a bunch of shows in the area, so make sure to check out their socials and uh, see a bunch of your local favorites out and about uh, down in Chicago this coming weekend. But uh, for the main event, uh, the meat and potatoes of this episode, uh, stay tuned. As like I said, I have good friend, the legend, Ref Jerry, uh, my monthly ICW uh, previewer. Uh, every month, uh, Ring of Honor Reverie co-host Brundon, the Irish Misfit, and for the first time, and by no means the last time, my good friend Bucky, uh, to talk about the 2023 Insane Eight. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on with me, and I hope all the high fivers and I hope all the high flyers enjoy this conversation. One. What up, high fivers? What up, high flyers? Uh, in typical high five, Tom and crew fashion, uh, Jerry, Brandon, and Bucky and I have been talking here for about forty-five minutes. Uh, before we hit the record button, uh, it was a lot funnier before I had the fancy zoom. Like before, like it was every forty minutes, you'd only get zoom, so you have to do a fuck you zoom break before I even started. Uh, but real quick, I brought in uh, three very good friends of mine. Obviously, you've heard Brundon uh, several times on Ring of Honor Revelry. Uh, also brings our question of dishonor. Uh, Jerry is my monthly guest for my ICW um, previews. Uh, but I also want to bring in someone I've wanted to have on for a while. You know, somebody I've, you know, became friends with sitting next to at ICW shows, my good friend Bucky. So, uh, Bucky, I'll start with you. How are you tonight, my friend? Not too shabby. How's it going? 
Good, buddy. Glad glad to have you on. So I think it was, uh, you know, from our pre-show conversation. I think it's it's uh, well worth it. But uh, Jerry, how are you this evening? Drinking. Good. Oh boy, that's going to make this a lot more interesting. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Brendan, my friend, how are you? All the way from New Jersey. So I got to bring in a little New Jersey flavor here. So doing good, man. Happy to be on. Good. Yeah, glad to have you. Um, so we are going over uh the 2023 Insane Eight. Uh, they went down August 20th, 2023 at the Elks Lodge uh, in Waukesha, Wisconsin. A very balmy 91 degrees on the parking lot. Um, Jerry, I'm sure that was hell for everybody, but it seemed like everyone made it through okay. Uh, but we'll get into that. But I do want to go over the pre-show real quick. Um, you know, that's not the meat and potatoes. I just want to shout out everybody here. Uh, so Blaze and Ben did beat Onyx and Dreddy uh, in the first match. You know, pretty much a good slug of fest. And then uh, three of Asian Unity, the up-and-coming tag team uh, with Baxter and Sensei Troy uh, took on an elimination match versus Country Air and the Great Outdoors where uh, the Yeti, uh, the super over Yeti, um, was the winner. And then we had the Spectre, Jaden Mercer, another one of my personal favorites, beat Armando Alvarez to retain his alternative championship. But, gentlemen, uh, Jaden got a little lippy on the mic. I called out the ICW World Champion Eric Dillinger. Uh, but then Tommy Trainwreck open, opens the answer challenge, and Tommy Trainwreck defeats Jaden and is your new alternative champion. Um, we'll be hearing more about Tommy Trainwreck as the show goes on. But then we had uh, Bobby Valentine, Ethan Matthews, Val Malone versus CJ Cole and Chucky Bates. Uh, and the Midwest champion Chucky Bates gets the win. And then the main event for the pre-show, uh, the aforementioned Tommy Trainwreck now uh, defending the hardcore tournament title match against uh, Keaton Stonebreaker, a new kid. Uh, so that was the pre-show. Uh, but gentlemen, uh, to get to the meats of the potatoes, the Insane Eight. Our opening match was uh, WWF uh, Superstar Swaggle. Uh, be Tyler uh, Sullivan with assist with his kids for some tongs. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this match? That swaggle was great. He started off hot. He comes out and says, hang on, I got something for you, uh, <laughs> Tyler. Goes back in there, comes out with a box of tubes, and proceeds to start breaking them over his own head before even getting in the ring. So uh, Death Swaggle, um, which I think is more appropriate name for him, um, he came to play. He did not come to just dick around with Sullivan. He came to uh, shed some blood, and he was loving those tubes right off the bat. Yeah, and he started chewing on him before he even got in the ring. So that too. Yeah, and Bucky, you were right there. What uh, would you think of that? Uh, the opener right there was Swaggle. Um, I think that uh, you know, as as you guys had both kind of alluded to, that you know, Swaggle came in, uh, you know, nothing but nothing but serious business, uh, wanting to uh, wanting to really prove himself and wanted to, uh, you know, to be. Uh, to kind of show that he can he can do more than be goofy and you know do the little you know fan favorite type of stuff. Um, I just wanted to add that it seems like um, Deathmatch Swaggle's kind of caught on with other promotions, as I seen that earlier tonight that he is booked um, to wrestle a uh, popular Deathmatch wrestler on a show here pretty soon. Wow, is this a popular deathmatch wrestler that's also a former WWE star? Uh, no, it's... Uh, do you want me to say who it is? I do. So it looks like Swaggle's going to be wrestling John Wayne Murdoch here pretty soon. <laughs> oh! In Chicago. Um, 
no offense to Tyler Sullivan. We're big fans here, Tyler Sullivan, on on this show here. But uh, that's a big step up in the deathmatch world. John Wade Murdoch, huh? Yep. Um, Has I he do... wrestled uh, Nick Gage before? I feel like that happened at one point, or like they were in the ring together at one point. I yes, I believe they were. I I believe I might have been at that as well. It was a New Jersey show, I believe. We get all the weird shit here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it fits. But uh, Brunda, what did you think watching uh, watching on uh, you know, the stream and everything? I li- I liked it. I was not expecting all the stuff that he did, and it's pretty cool to see a guy who obviously doesn't have to do that, but you know, came out and kicked some ass and took a lot of pain and dished a lot out for sure. It, uh, I was uh, I normally don't. I mean, Swaggle's usually not for me. I don't like a lot of the comedy, but uh, it w- I really enjoyed this match a lot more than I thought I would for sure. Yeah, and I listen. I mean, he you know he got on the mic and said this is a bucket list thing that he wanted to cross off for a while. I thought he meant the insane eight in general, but I, this is his first death match ever. Hmm. I did not know that. Um, and some insider information. Uh, I know a couple people um, that put it on their ex put on their podcast, but I guess Swaggle was texting Matt Cardona. All kinds of lippy shit saying he ain't shit when it comes to deathmatch wrestling and all this other <laughs> stuff. So um, that was pretty awesome. But uh, Jerry, do you have any in, uh, insider insight into this match? Uh, no, I'm fortunate. I didn't get to ref this one. Um, so I was in the back uh, getting stuff ready for the other deathmatches. Um, Got to take a look at it. Obviously, you had your normal shenanigans with Ethan and fucking uh, Bobby coming down and coming back out. And, you know, one of my favorite spots. Love a good pair of tongs to the dick, and <laughs> I know Sullivan doesn't. Yeah, he had a good tongs to the dicks and a power bomb through uh, light tubes and a door. So, yeah, and uh, so yeah, basically the finish. Yeah, Swaggle's son, whose name I from spacing right here. I'm so sorry. Um, came out, gave his dad a pair of tongs, and yeah, like Jerry said, a pair of tongs to the dick. And uh, Tyler Sullivan is pinned in uh, Swaggle in Death Swaggle. So hopefully that's a. John Wayne Murdoch, are you fucking kidding me, Bucky? I'm not kidding you at all. Wow, that's fucking awesome. Um, how, awesome. Long, how long until we get Swaggle and Shellac then? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the only way that would probably happen is if uh, if uh, Swaggle went to Arch- Uncharted Territory, aka yeah. XPW. That's true. Yeah, is that where is that the pretty much the only place Schlack's wrestling nowadays? He's doing um, he's a booked tournament, for a tournament of, here pretty death. soon in Detroit. Okay, he's booked a tournament of death also for uh, CZW that just won't die. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I miss that guy at ICW. So I was there, uh, Bucky. I think you were at that show too when uh, he cut his face open on that uh, light tube right there in the middle of Pika. So in front of about eighteen people. Well, I was about. 50, 60 people. Yeah, yeah took, that was the the cabin when he wrestled Neil, I believe it was. Yeah, took the out of the cabin and then uh Jerry, I think you were well, that match, weren't you? Cabin. Wasn't a cabin. What it was, was a it? ladder. I know because I built it. it felt like <laughs> shit afterwards. Was that the one with those where you built the with the black um stands, correct? Yeah, the PVC. The PVC stands, yep. 
Oh, we are uh, sidetracking like a mother on this one. Well, this that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, this you is... guys better be drinking, too. I got an excuse, at least. <laughs> I can't talk to three, and I'm drinking. Gosh, I don't see Jerry drinking very often, so this is a lot of fun. Uh, but our opening match of the actual, so that was just a pre, I mean, pre, in pre-show, I mean, I'm a misnomer. It was a great fucking match. It really set the pace, you know, it was um, pretty awesome. So, but our first match in the, the official tournament uh, was the newcomer to ICW Milwaukee. Uh, you know, Bucky had shed a little bit of light. Someone I had never heard of before. Uh, Dr. Redact to taking on everyone's deathmatch aunt, Miss Nikki Knuckles. Um, yeah, Jerry, you had a little insight there on the beginning of the match there. So uh, Dr. Redact came in hot. Yeah, it was hitting with a fucking garbage can. So, <laughs> I'm going over the match, uh, you know, some of the rules and stuff with Mickey in the middle of the ring. Dr. Redacted music hits. He's coming out. She has, she's asking about certain things with the ring, you know, doing my ref stuff, reassuring her the ring is fine, everything is good. And right before, just split second, I happened to catch a trash can coming right at us in the middle of the ring. Just got my hands up to knock it away, but yeah, it, it could have been a rough first match. It could have been no ref. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he that, definitely. That, that hard. But yeah, that was uh, uh, pretty fun. Uh, JP got a uh, little uh, live action sex show in the middle of the ring. Uh, Mickey got a little fresh with him, and JP had a little uh, wet spot on his front of his shorts afterwards. So <laughs> he didn't tell him that he owed her child support now. So that, you know that 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 makes sense. So I, I don't know if you want to ask a wrestler for child support. So I don't know if that's going to happen. So <laughs> that is true. Um, but yeah, Doctor Redacted, uh, big over the fans. I mean, he was he was moshing, he was dancing, and he came out to hate breed. Uh, which turns out was like his fourth choice because uh, um, Bob didn't actually have his actual music. So but we'll talk about that off air sometime. But uh, hey, pre is a good choice. But uh, Dr. Redak goes over. Um, but yeah, real quick, Bucky, any thoughts on this match? Um, I thought it was a good opener to the tournament. Um, I am a big fan of Mickey. I think she uh, brings a really good level of of believability if that's even a word mm-hmm. you know yeah the way her style is is very believable um with her energy and you know her intensity when she does death matches specifically you know not to go off track but you know the oh, opening yeah. match of last year's tournament um had a lot of energy and was very good and i believe that you know this year she brings a lot of that energy um but i thoroughly enjoyed it i thought it was a good start to the tournament Here's a fact for you guys. I just realized this. The past two years, Mickey Knuckles fought the winner of the Insane Eight in the first round. Yeah. And I still say to this day, um, there's a couple matches that were close to it, but that is still the best death match I've seen in person. Uh, was Dillinger Mickey Knuckles' first round last year. So I don't know how the fuck Dillinger was able to walk after that. I don't know how Mickey Knuckles was able to walk after that. Um yeah, Brundon, listen, yeah, watching that on the stream, how'd you enjoy this match? Oh, it was great. I, I had heard a lot about Redacted, so I was excited to see him. He did he definitely dis- didn't disappoint at all. To me, he, he looks like a cross between I would say Nick Gage and uh Horace the Psychopath, if you guys know him. Uh old Minnesota wrestler. Wow. But, Going uh, way back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it. I've always loved Mickey Knuckles ever since her Literally since her debut and King of the Death, I think it was like oh three or something like that. 
So anytime I get to see her, it's it's always a treat. Yeah, so she, I mean, she's been doing it that fucking long, huh? Twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think it was oh three when she uh, she got dropped on her neck on a chair. Look that one up. So that Haley was hatred, I believe she wrestled. Haley hatred, point. yeah, that was it. Chris Hero came out and almost uh, kicked the shit out of Haley hatred. Oh, Chris Hero. So, yeah, because I didn't know anything about Mickey Knuckles until uh, Dysfunction brought her in for a qualifier match. Um, one of the bloodiest indoor matches um, I've ever seen. That's one of Yeah. Um, another person that really impressed me, but uh, Remington Roar. But our next match. Oh, any final thoughts there, guys? Listen, I said Dr. Dad, did you go over Mickey Knuckles? Um, in a brutal, brutal fucking match. It seemed I like Redacted, like, really kind of squashed her. And until like maybe the last like minute or so, so I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, he really uh, took it to her. Yeah, he comes in. He, he came. He comes in with a lot of energy. Yeah. So, and our next air uh, defending ICW World Champion and defending Insane Eight Champion, uh, taking on the nine-time ICW Champion um, Eric Dillinger, Public Enemy versus GQ. Fuck you, Yanni. Uh, and obviously, Eric Dillinger wins with uh, the aforementioned. Um, package pile driver but uh bucky i know you were a huge fan of this fucking match in general uh yeah i thought this match was excellent um i thought it was uh in my opinion the match of the tournament um you can have two two guys who are icw regulars two guys that know how to do a death match can wrestle can put everything together um one thing that i wanted to to add to the the match as a whole that i really enjoyed and I'm a big proponent of stipulations with tournaments and especially with making matches mean something and sticking to a stipulation. Um, and this, you know, this match was pretty much just tubes from what I remember. I believe it was pretty much just light tubes for the gimmicks. Um, and them sticking to it, you know, the towers on each side, you know, the I, I like death matches especially ones that are like a sprint where it's very fast paced starts off with the crowds really into it. Um, you know, having big crash bang booms going off, you know, very, you know, right away to set the tone for the match, I think really helps to get a crowd into a match and really make it special. Yeah. I mean, these two came out like a fucking ball of fire, like you'd expect. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Eric Dillinger is a returning Insane 8 uh, um, competitor. But this is Yanni's first uh, Insane 8. Obviously, for the ICW Milwaukee faithful, he has been dipping his toes back since he's moved back to the um, the upper Midwest here. So, um, Yanni, I mean, facing, I said, facing the man really held his own, I thought. So, yeah. Brendan, what uh, do you think of this match, though? So? I loved it. Uh, I'm in agreement. This was absolutely match of the night. I when Dillinger came out and just annihilated him with the two bundles, I was like, "Well, this will be over quick." But then they uh, they kept going, and it really it really built well. Like every every spot really uh, just like made me more excited to see what was next. And I love that. I'd never seen Yanni before. I'd seen Dillinger mm-hmm. once or twice, but yeah, he really impressed me. The uh, they they killed each other, man. Yeah, <laughs> literally, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, yeah. Jerry, on the, the inside man here, uh, thoughts on this match? 
Uh, I, I like it. I was a little surprised. Like, right off the bat, I believe they went right through the Tokyo Towers. You know, that's usually they kind of – most guys, they don't go from right off the bat, but they both, if I remember correctly, they both, like, in the first minute or two, the Tokyo Towers were done and gone. Hmm. So they, they started hot. Um, unfortunately, you know, the finish, uh, you have Yanni being put through a bundle of tubes with a package pile driver, and unfortunately – uh, Dillinger landed a little off and ended up uh, cutting his, his back of his arm pretty good to the point that he couldn't continue and had to go get stitches, get his arm sewed up. So that was kind of the bad part of it. But otherwise, I mean, I've seen those, I've ref, seen those two and ref those two, and they always have a banger of a match, whether it's a, a death match, a regular match, a hardcore match. So it's always a good one to watch. Yeah, they really do have good chemistry in it. I mean, you know, the th- the three of us are lucky to to watch this rivalry build uh, to the Insane Eight. You know, I felt kind of bad for Yanni being his first Insane Eight and having to face, you know, Eric Dillinger right off the bat. But yeah, I I can't argue. It's definitely the match of the day for sure. So well, you get, you get those. I mean, when it comes to Insane Eight, if you're a new guy, I mean, you had even though he's not new, but was it two years ago? You had Vic Capri opening round match. He had Orin Vite, so if, just because you're a new, it's your first time doesn't mean you're going to get someone with less experience. You're going to go in there against one of the best, no matter who you are. Yeah, no favorites there. Yeah, there's uh, there's a reason as why this is one of the best uh, deathmatch tournaments in the Midwest, if not the United States. But obviously, we're all a little biased. But uh, our next match, uh, Neil Diamond Cutter, uh, the 2020 2021 Insane Eight winner, right? Yeah, because he, he lost. He, he lost a. He lost a. He lost a schlack in twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I I put it wrong in my notes, and sorry if I misspoke previously. But I uh, taking on the previously mentioned uh, Remington Roar, and uh, basically this match was for three dollars. Uh, great gimmick. Yeah. Um, Remington Roar making his return to the Insane Eight. Uh, he's done a couple matches uh, here and there. Uh, but a guy definitely up on the scene. Like the gimmicks, got a great look. Uh, seems like a great dude, but. I mean, the honey badger's the fucking honey badger. Um, you know, Neil Diamond Cutter goes off, but uh, Jerry got any got any fun stories about this one? This is this is another fun match. Uh, used to, I mean, Neil Neil listen, being the honey badger, uh, he works his size very well. If that makes sense, you know, uh, to his advantage. The living embodiment of a honey badger. I mean, most of the time he's outsized, and he just doesn't give up and keeps fighting. Um, I, I love his uh, Death Valley driver that he does, the way he sticks it, flips up, and just goes up to the top rope. Every time he does it, it's so smooth. Uh, I think the favorite part of the match, though, was in the beginning, was me and Remington Roar singing uh... Sweet Caroline. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Before I even started, you know, we're touching me, touching... Yeah, so <laughs> we, we had a little sing-along in the beginning before uh, the match started, but I think that happens with anybody in the ring when that song comes on, so... Yeah, and uh, Brunner, I'm going to make assumptions, but I'm assuming you've seen the Honey Badger before, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen him uh, many times over the years, but this match really, like, like I haven't seen a ton of them, but this one absolutely, if I hadn't been sold already, this one did. But, like, that De- Death Valley Driver, I, like, popped up for that. It was like, holy shit. I yeah. mean, I love a good Death Valley Driver already, but the way he pops up, it was fucking great. Yeah, Neil, Neil don't play, so that's yeah. the bottom line. I do, uh, I do kind of not like Sweet Caroline though. I gotta say, uh, I hate the Red Sox and they root. The Red Sox ruined it for me. 
because Fair that's enough. their their seventh inning song. So even though it was played at my wedding, I'm not a not a total <laughs> fan of it. <laughs> Wait, you you had you played it at your wedding even though you hate that song? Uh at my wife and my uh my uh New England family and everything. So you know. All right, fair enough. Fair my enough. wife isn't a baseball fan, so she doesn't understand. But fair enough. I love fair her anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Bucky, what'd you think of this match? Um, I thought it was good. I uh, I think that <clears throat> Roar is one of those guys where you know he's still he's still kind of in limbo. Like he's not really like a top name, and not really like a newbie. You know what I mean? He's kind of like in the middle you're gonna you're gonna see him on a lot of tournaments i mean he's he's booked all over the place is he um now not to go off topic here but is he booked for japan because i do believe he might be going over with akira and uh and pondo and necro i believe really nice okay so don't quote me on it but um I, I always like I always like his matches that I've seen within the past few years, you know, that he's been on Insane 8. I mean, the dude's crazy as shit, let's be honest. I mean, you know, the, and, the machetes are a good start, you know. Yeah, and, you know, Neil is, Neil's always top-notch, too. So, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a very good uh, opening round match. Yeah, and listen, it didn't happen this match, but anytime Neil gets slammed on the back of a fucking chair... I just fucking my chiropractor is just seeing fucking money. I'm like, that spot always bothers me. So, but yeah, Remington, he's definitely on a roar. So, I mean, hopefully, I think he's a, is he an Indiana guy or he's from this naked of the woods-ish? I don't know. Listen, I know he's built from like Valhalla or something. So, I don't think he's really from Valhalla, but. That's where Danny was from. Okay. So, maybe he's from Valhalla. Um. Yeah, uh, next match here, we've got uh, the ICW, you know, King, the guy that really kind of brought, you know, the Insane Eight to the forefront, uh, Orrin Veidt, um, beating the returning Brubaker. Uh, Brubaker is definitely a guy I love to hate in a good way. Uh, you know, I don't mean to break down the fourth wall, great dude behind the scenes, but uh, um, the Filth King was a real asshole in this match. Right off the bat. Yeah, and uh, yeah, or- Orrin definitely made him pay. But uh, Brendan, what did you think of this one? Um, it was good. I, I definitely like Oren. I've missed a. Or he did a. I believe he did one or two early uh, tournament of survivals. I was at. And I loved his matches there, so I wish it. I wish they would have brought him back out for a few of them. But it was good to see him. I'd never seen. What was his name Brubaker or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Brubaker. Yeah, Brubaker before, but uh, yeah, he definitely seemed like pretty uh pretty much an asshole. Yeah, so he's. A- I was paying for it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a Chicago guy, really huge in uh, AAW. Um, yeah. I don't know if he does a lot of deathmatch stuff or not, but um, but Orange is Orange. So, Bucky, what'd you think of this one? Um, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm I'm not. I think Brubaker is a better wrestler than he is a deathmatch wrestler. Um, you know, earlier we brought a Vic Capri. I, I don't. I can't remember if that was when we were on. Yeah. I I expressed that that I was not a big Brubaker fan in the tournament this year. I mean, I I like the guy as a wrestler again, but I felt like he was a little bit weird in his match with Oren. Uh, 
I, I get what they were going for, but I don't know if it hit the mark for me, so to speak. I didn't think the match was too bad. I just wasn't a real big Brubaker in the, in the match itself was not a flavor for me, I guess you could say. It felt like they were on different pages at at certain times. I get I get what you mean there. Yeah, Brubaker was definitely kind of playing up the you know the comedy of it. Um, and Orn, you know, was it made him pay in the end? So, um, decent hmm. enough match. But uh, Jerry, you got any thoughts on this one? Um, I've refed uh, Brubaker in hardcore matches. Um, and some, what would be a death match, just minus the tubes. Uh, it's kind of hard for, like I say, when you're up against Orn in a fir- in, for your first time, you, you kind of got the deck, st- de- deck stacked against you. I need another drink. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of, you know, not good for you you're, for your first time. You know, he tried, you know, I think the comedy may have been trying to put Orn off kilt a little. You know, maybe a little psychological head games, but when it comes to insane eight and deathmatch, there's really not much you're gonna do head game wise with Oren to try to put him off his game. He's just gonna bash tubes over you, you know, get a gusset plate, you know, whatever he can find and just beat the shit out of you with it. So Yeah. So um, you know, after the honey badger and Remington roar, and listen, I did I think I not sure if I mentioned, but yeah, over three dollars. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Neil give him the three dollars afterwards. It, it was tough to beat, but uh, yeah. So our our first uh, our first round is done. Uh, but then we go to the aforementioned Honey Badger and Doctor Redacted, and uh, Doctor Redacted. Um, listen once again, the Honey Badger just like you said. He, I mean, he, his his moniker is fucking perfect for him. Um, you know, he is a fucking nut job. But uh, Doctor Redacted did beat Neil Diamond Cutter. Um, you know, in this match. But uh, Jerry, what'd you think of this one? Uh, I got to wrap this one. It was actually I enjoyed it. Um, that was a Doors of Death and Home Run Derby match. Oh, that's right, yeah. So a lot of your firecracker bats, your bottle cap bats, your fork bats, uh, your doors with tubes, your doors with barbed wire. And at that point, the second round, two other sides of the ring were wrapped with barbed wire because you know, when in doubt, more barbed wire. <laughs> uh, it was good. Um, I, I was. Interested to see how that one was going to go. Um, you know, Neil said, you know, former Insane 8 winner, uh, Dr. Redacted, the new guy. I think uh, at the end of that match is when the fans started chanting malpractice. Yep. <laughs> so shout out to Bobby and Tiffany. That was definitely a, a Bobby thing. Uh, but this was what the first person to go through with three, was it three plates of glass or three doors? I don't remember. Nope. This was just a regular match. Okay. The three plates of glass was uh, the other match. Okay. Wait, um, no, I take it back. I am wrong. God, I've been drinking. And I didn't rough that match either. So that tells you how really bad I'm doing. <laughs> yes. This was okay. best of uh best of five panes of glass. Because it started off with uh uh Bobby or uh Dr. Redacted sidestepping Neil. Neil and Neil went so. through a pain, so it didn't count. And then Neil returned the favor, moved out of the way, and Dr. Redacted went through a pain that didn't count. And Neil actually about, got started up 2 nothing on the pains. 
Okay, so uh, yeah, because it, it was built initially as best of three, and they're like, oh nope, yep, listen, yeah, those don't count because they weren't actually thrown through it. So um, that was within the first sixty seconds of the match. We're all like, wow, um, this is going to be interesting. So that was awesome. Uh, Bucky, what'd you think of this one? I thoroughly enjoyed this stipulation. As I said before, I'm a big proponent of stipulations. I thought that I think it was three of five, wasn't it? Yes. So, yeah, I, you guys had mentioned the opening. I thought the opening was great. You know, started off hot, breaking some shit, get people into it. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the match. The stipulation was great. I have I have no complaints. I thought it was good. Yeah, this is nuts. Uh, Brunner, how did it tra- translate for you? Oh, it was fantastic. I, uh, same thing. I love stipulation, deathmatch stipulations. I go back to the early... King of the Death matches where every match had a different type of stipulation, and I feel like it really adds to a uh, a good death match tournament. It's not just the same matches over and over again where guys are just using tubes and light tubes. There's or panes of glasses in every match or every other match. So it's it's cool to have a little uh, difference in the tournament. But yeah. yeah, this one this one killed it. I love glass. I love glass panes in uh, death matches. I love the way they. It, it just always looks awesome when they break. So I'm sure it doesn't feel awesome for them, but you know. No, no. Yeah. This one, this one delivered. So after the first round, when the second round matches were put up, and it was best of five, you know, three out of five, best of five. Um, Neil actually asked Kurt, "Can we do best of seven? So Neil wanted more glass. <laughs> So you guys have wanted more glass. He didn't think, you know, something being put through three panes was enough. He thought we needed one more, at least four panes. <laughs> so he wanted to do best of seven. So he is fucking crazy. I love the honey badger. So him and that goddamn staple gun. So I would um, love if they did, if they change that, like part of the way through, like he loses. No, no, let's do best of seven. You know, it just keeps going. Oh, okay, best of nine now. <laughs> best of eleven. <laughs> just keeps going through. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna win eventually. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then a nice thing, obviously, it sets the pace for you know this is the semifinals. You know, after the break of the quarterfinals, um, yeah, great match. Like I said, I, I can't talk enough about the Honey Badger. So I'm a big fan. So. Uh, but then our next match uh, was supposed to be Orn versus Eric Dillinger. But uh, the Ford mentioned, uh, obviously, Jerry had mentioned, you know, obviously Dillinger got hurt, uh, sliced his arm open pretty bad. And, uh, you know, to Eric Dillinger's credit, obviously, if he's hurt that bad, I mean, like last year, that match he had with Mickey Knuckles, if he could continue after that, um, it was bad enough, you know, because, you know, I'm pretty sure he had to be talked into going to the hospital, but that's a little too much behind the scenes. But uh, filling in. Um, and it's not like this person was fresh, was Tommy Trainwreck. Uh, my personal MVP for the tournament, uh, this is his third match today. You know, I said he had beaten Jade Mercer and he had also beaten the Stonebreaker kid, uh, you know, in a hardcore match. Uh, so it's not like Orn was disadvantaged here, but uh, Orn does get the win, but Trainwreck gives him a run, a run for his money. So, yeah, Bucky, what would you think of this one? Uh, I, I, I enjoyed this match. I... I am a fan of Tommy. I think that I think he's one of those guys that can do a variety of styles. Um, you know, recently he did a match at one of the 
the bar shows with uh, Onyx Andretti in a strong style match. That I thoroughly enjoyed, um, you know, the couple death matches that he's done on the, the monthly shows at the bar has really kind of showed what he's capable of. And I think the, the icing on the cake was that insane eight when you really kind of got a feel for what the dude's capable of doing in a ring. Um, bled like crazy. I mean, the dude, I, I mean, his whole head, his whole face, both of his arms, the dude was just soaked in blood. Um, and what a good, what a good opponent to have, especially in a tournament like that, you know, with, with Oren and, uh, his experience. Um, I thought the match was awesome. I, I really, it started off a little rocky, but I think they had to get the feel for each other mm-hmm. a little bit, but, uh, really, really awesome match. Uh, a lot of good spots. The finish was real. The finish was crazy. Um, getting a guy that size up on his shoulders, you know, with the with the cans and the the glass tube can whatever yeah. the fuck board you want to call it, yeah, uh, was was crazy as hell. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Where was uh where was that Onyx Tommy match then? Was that um, up, was it was up by you? Bartos. No, it was down by you guys. It was in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. I think it was. Was that this weekend? No, it was before the tournament. It was okay. like Summer Slaughter, maybe, or Finals is the answer. One of those two shows. Okay. Oh, okay. So for ICW, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. For ICW. Now I remember. Okay. Now I'll put it together. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm listen. I'm gonna break down the fourth wall here a little bit too. I talked to Max at the show. Super nice guy. Like everyone that talks to him, Jerry, you can probably attest to this. He's like he's like that guy. Like he's just super hardworking, super respectful. Um, just a fucking sponge. So it was good to see him. You know, he didn't go over, but he did go over, if that makes sense. Because, you know, Oren being Oren, you know, gets on the fucking microphone and does his Oren speech. Uh, put him over huge, which is awesome. So, you know, and I'm just picking on Oren. This is just what he does. But, uh, Jerry, what do you think of this one? Uh, this one was a Doors of Death home run derby match. So we got it right the second time. <laughs> Uh, this was a good one. Uh, Oren, I would say, is probably in charge in this one. Good 80% of the match. So Tommy stayed into it. You know, Oren had to do quite a bit to beat him. But at the end, you know, uh, I believe it was the assault driver through a light tube door. I think so, yeah. That sounds right. For the win. So you know, it took a lot to put him away. Yeah, that was uh, it was intense, listen. It was awesome. And said, Brendan, I'm assuming this is probably the first time you've seen Tommy Trainwreck. Yeah. I know he's, he's been making yeah. the rounds a little bit, um, in, in um, out here in the Midwest, listen. I know he's wrestling in Chicago for some deathmatch thing, but sorry, Brendan, I kind of cut you off there. But so obviously, this is your first time seeing Tommy, Tommy Trainwreck. Yeah, I didn't know what to think when he came out, and he really uh, he won me over in that one. I think the finish was uh the light tube beer can thing. Was that this one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, like yeah, that was uh for him to take that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, or like putting people through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I I would prefer putting somebody through something like that than going through it myself too. So, I get it. But yeah, he uh, yeah, like you said, he was just covered, and I was uh I I thought Orton was just gonna squash him, and boy it. it this was a another great match. Yeah, and you didn't listen, and you weren't privy to the fact that he had two other matches earlier that day, too. No, no, I wasn't. And now I understand why you called him uh, MVP of the tournament. 
Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. So I, I love this match. So, um, yeah. Any any last thoughts on this one, guys? It's good. Yeah, it was a great. Yeah. It was good before the finals. So, you know, it, I think uh, as hard as Tommy fought, it probably took a little more out of uh, Orn than he wanted to. So. Which might lead into uh, our, our final here. But uh, before that, we did have some music uh, by Force 5 Records um, to entertain the crowd. So I will just leave that at that um, for reasons I will explain off air. Uh, but yeah, our finals was uh, Oren Veidt, obviously the two-time ICW champion, a former ICW Milwaukee alternative champion, a world heavyweight. Uh, he's been a runner-up a couple times uh, versus uh, Dr. Redacted. And... Um, yeah, in the end, uh, Oren Veidt passes out in uh, some kind of weird contraction from Dr. Adapted, and Dr. Adapted is your 2023 Insane 8 champion. Um, Brundon, what did you think of the main event? Uh, it was pretty good. It's cool to see Redacted get this. He, he's definitely over. The fans liked him a lot. And, uh, that spot off the, uh, off the scaffold in the garbage can through the the glass and the onto the what was it the uh barbed wire trampoline that, barbed wire that had to suck yeah <laughs> and uh do you want to shout out a uh, good friend of the show john and josh uh they i did have them on a couple weeks ago and i'm actually gonna have them on again uh kind of a recap for uh you know they are the creators and builders of that um that uh barbed wire trampoline and i know jerry they help you out a bunch and uh yeah, did bunch a lot of shit off you. So uh, shout out to those kind of like the the hidden MVPs of uh, the tournament for sure. But uh, Bucky, what do you think of the main event? Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it had some pretty good energy in it. Um, Doctor Redacted, like I said, is you know he's he's in tune with the crowd, super over. People love him all over the place, um, and I think that that was a good win for him to hopefully you know accelerate his career even further um <clears throat> you know Oren's a, a good guy to have in a final against too with you know his his past history with insane aids and, and the multiple tournaments that he's he's been in in general um but yeah i thought it was good i thought it was a you know a good uh good little accolade for dr redacted to add to his resume yeah so, and like I said, he's been, you know, we talked a little bit in pre-production. So Bucky is aware of him. Like I said, the, um, I had never, I, I had heard the name kind of, uh, but totally not what I was expecting. Um, just from like the pictures and everything, I was kind of thinking like, uh, what's the guy in AEW, the older dude, um, Dr. Luther? Luther. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was way off. Um, so I am glad to say that, but, uh, Jerry, what did you, uh, would you think you had any insight or inside information for us here on this one? Or, uh, what'd you think? And, uh, obviously you were very involved with this match. So, so the trash can spot, so this gets a lot killed here. Um, if people don't see it, it's a barbed wire trampoline. There's two chairs, a door going across it, and then two panes of glass on top of the door. Before they had that, Josh and John are building it, and they have a door and a pane of glass. They ask him, what do you think of it? And I look at it and go, put in another pane of glass. So it was really just supposed to be one pane of glass, and I had them cut the foam and add a second layer of glass to it, because when in doubt, add more glass. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the name of the episode. Add more glass. Yeah. Actually, you should probably put that on a shirt, Jerry. 
go. Uh, this one yeah. was is really this was good. Um, I, I, if they're they're Oren, it was kind of uh, if you look at it, the past two insane eights almost ended the same way, uh, with Oren uh, getting rolled up for a win. Uh, he had lost to Neil with that when Neil won it, and then lost to uh, Dillinger Dillinger. last year with the crucifix. This year, having to be a kickout. So that was kind of like a little, ooh, you know, third time's a charm. Oren's not falling for that one. Uh, Redacted had gotten Oren down, had to cross face in, then grabbed the bat, barbed wire wicket bat or whatever it's called, some British thing. Thing, of yeah. death, yeah. So had that, you know, Oren didn't give up, passed out. Uh, the fans loved it. It was a great match. Um, but then again, Oren Vite is, as I call him, Mr. Insane 8. He will put on, you know, Shawn Michaels was Mr. WrestleMania. Oren Vite's Mr. Insane 8. He will put on the match of the night. Uh, Redacted, you know, did a great job all night. He had fought, bled, fans loved it. Uh, his girlfriend or fiance or wife, not sure which one, but she was there. Uh, it was great for him. You know, it's always good to see a finals like that where the fans love the end of it. Um, Oren Veit has kind of gone from the king to the kingmaker. Yeah. Right now, it's if, if you're, you know, to take the title of Insane 8, you need to beat Oren Veit. Doesn't matter where you are in the card. If you are going to be the champ of Insane 8 and win the tournament, at one point of the night, you have to beat Orin. So it's one of those things. I mean, you look at it, minus the interference of two years ago by Juan Hernandez, Orin is either won it or been in the finals finals. for five years. So... You know that that that's the thing is that you know, and that that year that that he didn't win. I mean, he put Neil through, I think a, a game of Death Valley Driver off a tra- uh, semi trailer through a door and tubes, and I mean, you got to beat him. Redacted did. You know that was the great thing is that he did not have an easy night. He had to beat uh, two uh, insane eight champions to win. Yeah. So, and that he did. So, um, yeah, Doctor Adapted, your uh, your 2023 Insane Eight uh, champion. Um, yeah, uh, this you know it was a great day. Um, awesome pre-show, a lot of good actions. Good to see uh, a lot of people I haven't seen in a while. Um, you know, so some people can only make it down. You know, for the Insane Eight, which I mean, obviously I understand. Um, but yeah, any any final thoughts here, gentlemen, or any funny anecdotes or anything? Uh. You know, obviously, you want to shout out uh, Piss Drug Mike. Obviously, Bucky yeah, was a very good friend of yours. It was good to see he was very well honored and very well represented. Um, I'm not going to lie. I teared up a little bit every time people started shouting over here. Um, you know, in the, the classic fuck your side chants were always awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, I had a good time. But uh, any final thoughts or anything here, guys? Or anything you want to sum up? Or I would just say a great tournament. I, w- I was thoroughly enjoyed. I love me a good deathmatch tournament, and this one uh, definitely delivered. So I hope it. Uh, I hope Redacted gets uh, gets more press and moves on to 
not moves on, but gets uh, some big, uh, big stuff to come out of this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bucky, any final thoughts or anything? Um, not, not really. I, I, I enjoyed this year's, uh, insane. Eight's always a, a great time. Uh, and I think, I think more people should, uh, should uh, give it a shot. You know, it's not just a Wisconsin thing. It is one of these things where, Hey, you know, you never hear anybody complain about having a good time at an insane eight. Any that I've, I've been at, I mean, there's food, there's beer, there's, you know, people are cool. Nobody's an asshole to each other. Just like the monthly shows, everybody gets along, you know, and it's a great time. I think, I think more people should give it a shot. I know a lot of people, um, you know, go for quote unquote, the bigger tournaments. Um, but I think that more people should, again, give it a shot, come to Wisconsin and, and check the show out. You know, it's once a year. It's one of the biggest shows in Wisconsin every year. Yeah. And it's, and it's been nice now that dysfunction's been doing them outside. You know, obviously Lapika was awesome, but you know, 2019, the one I went to it was tough. Uh, but it's really le- ramped up. And like, like Bucky said, I mean, the people at the Elks Lodge, I mean, there's plenty of food. You know, there's plenty of water. Yeah, it was hot as shit, um, obviously, for the performers. But there's plenty of shade, you know, if you needed it. So, you know, I'm a very pasty motherfucker. Um, and I did okay. So there's no shade in that fucking ring. Well, there's no shade in the ring. That is very true. Yeah, how hot uh, was that ring going on? Or fucking suck. If you yeah. notice, the first match, I had my cool little ref you know, headband on that everybody hates. And the second match, it was not on. It was nasty in that ring. Now, mm. once we got to the second round, it cooled off some, but that first round was just vicious out there. It was nasty as hell. Yeah, that one in the pre-show, that one turnbuckle kept falling off. And this, I mean, the, the metal was getting hot. And it was starting to burn people and shit like that. I was like, oof. oof. So, yeah, obviously, um, kudos to everyone that makes this happen. Obviously, kudos to Dysfunction for putting it on, but I mean, people like Jerry, I mean, Jerry is obviously a huge part of this, you know, Josh and John, all the fans, you know, Bucky, it's always good to see you, my friend. Um, there's a plethora of people, and this is, this is really takes a village. And what, you guys were out of there by what, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I thought I heard? Here's another little tidbit or a little fact for you guys. All the steel chairs were kept on the shade side of the ring. Anything metal was kept on the shade side of the ring. No shit. It was that hot. Yeah. Leaving them out in the ring was would burn your hands. So we literally had to keep anything metal for like the first round on that on the uh if you're looking at the ring, the right side, everything, all the chairs were piled up there. Because leaving them in the ring like burn your hands. It was that hot out there. Especially the black chairs. It was nasty. Yeah, it was, and I was glad no one got had any dehydration issues that I know of. So, someone um, should use that next year. Just say like, "Oh, I left this chair out in the sun all day. I'm going to slam you on it." No. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, a couple things that I wanted to throw out there. A couple quick things that I wanted to throw out there that yeah. I, uh, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, I'm big on paying attention to small details. A couple things that I really enjoyed about this show, and I mentioned to Kurt too at the at the show. And after the show, I thought the setup this year was fantastic. I thought the way the seating was set up was fantastic, where everybody was setting up gimmicks in that area, the entrance way, the whole, I mean, the ref shirts. There was a lot of small details that I really enjoyed this year that set it apart from other years. Um, You know, whoever thought of the ref shirt ideas, I'm going to assume that was you, Jerry. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, super big fan of it. Mine it's, clo- it's, it's still covered in blood. And I don't want to wash it. So I was debating on giving it away, raffling it away, because ICW fans are pretty fucking sick. So I actually had, um, I didn't know, I knew it was going to be hot. So I had a shout out to Pocket Billboards. Um, I had them make me two, one in a large and one in an extra large. I was like, it's going to be hot. I don't know how tight this is going to be. But whatever that fabric was, was amazing. That was actually really nice. So actually, the, the shirts were really nice to keep you cool. But yeah, we tried to do something, like you said, the details, the, the paint of glass match, the best of five. That was one we wanted to do. Um, I don't think we've seen anybody else really do that. Mm-mm, I've never seen it. I mean, we had 20 panes of glass, so we had a lot. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. So um, I love that you come up with the shit. have like another 10, so. That's good to see. So, I mean, uh, the, the bar will be useful. So, um, my one gripe is, though, I don't know why you guys don't have a shop vac to clean some of that shit up, but that's just me. Time to do it. Even with a shop vac, it's going to take a while. Plus, the other thing with it is, is as much shit that's out there, it's going to get clogged. And then you have to remember, us refs are not the smartest group. So if we clog the shop back, it's going to take some time to clear that fucker. Fair enough. Do you Fair want enough. a match to last till 10 at night? Because we're going, I ain't working. I ain't working. <laughs> I mean, Tom, we are talking about people that have a difficulty counting to three. Exactly. <laughs> touche. Shop back. Yeah, touche, touche. So, um, but yeah, this is awesome. Listen, thank you guys. I couldn't have picked three better people. Um, I just wanted to get a, a different perspective. Obviously, Brundon, as you're, you know, the East Coast, you're watching it on the stream. You know, Bucky, you and I, obviously, we've shared a lot of shows together. And Jerry, your insight, you know. Um, Bucky, hopefully to have you on again for something else. Um, you're always more than welcome. So, um, but anything before I uh, hit the end button here, uh, you guys want to put over it all? I broke uh, the rule. Uh, normally, after Insane 8, Kurt and I take off uh, Monday. Don't talk about... Uh, Insane 8, 2024. It's always the one day of rest. And then Tuesday, we start brainstorming. Yeah, about noon on Monday, the day after, Kurt and I start talking about Insane 8, 2024. So, Well, Brennan, if your kid's not going to school the next day. Yep. Just I'll saying. be watching. So, so well, you're, you're more than welcome to come on out. So hopefully, uh, the, hopefully the vacations are a little earlier this year than, yeah. you know, all of August. Yeah. We'll talk. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Obviously this is awesome. This is absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, I will talk to everybody later. All right. Once again, thank you, uh, to Jerry. Uh, thank you to Brundon and thank you to Bucky. Uh, make sure, like I said, um, I was talking about a little bit earlier. I did put in the show notes here where you can actually, if you were not able to see the Insane 8 Live, uh, you can either hit up Dysfunction, uh, you know, at Kurt Kruger Jr. on the Facebook machine, or you can buy uh, the the download uh, from SmartMark Video uh, at the link below in the notes here, and uh, you'll be able to buy the hard copy on DVD from them coming up soon. Uh, but I'll be at several of these shows, rocking my Hawaiian shirt, sport my visor, and guzzling some beer. Honestly, more ginger ale. But stop by for a high five. Your first drink is on me, leaded or unleaded. 
Plus, I know there's a shit ton of shows here in the Midwest wrestling scene that I may have missed. I love to put them all over, so tweet me at Hi-Fi Tom. That's number five, not five spelled out. Or the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup podcast on the Twitter machine. Or you can join uh, the Midwestern Wrestling Podcast group. I do need to figure out the name of that change on Facebook machine and uh, put your shows on there. I'd be more than happy to put them over. But lastly, a friendly reminder from Hi-Five Tom and Visionaries Global Media. To all fans, remember, all cars are subject to change. Thank you so much, High-Fivers. Thank you so much, High Flyers. Make sure you go check out some wrestling. Even if you're not here in the Midwest, there's great wrestling all over the world. So make sure you check that out. But I'll talk to all the High-Fivers, and I'll talk to all the High-Flyers next week. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.